Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. We are your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Welcome back, girls. We welcome back. back. Woo! We are back. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost Christmas. No, no it's not. <laughs> Why? Stop it. Cease and desist. <laughs> so sorry. What are you guys planning for Thanksgiving? Um, we're probably going to go to my brother's house. Oh, nice. Uh, with his wife. And we'll celebrate there. But now it comes the dreaded question of who's making the turkey. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. No. Because usually it's me and my mom making it. But if she decides to make it, she's uh, she's Salvi uh, and stuff like that. But um, um, and the recipe that me and my mom know is Salvadorian as well. Uh, because my madrina uh is Salvadorian, and that's uh, and she had been here longer and like done Thanksgiving longer, so she's the one who taught my mom how to like prepare a turkey and everything. Mm-hmm. But each family has their own different way of doing it. Right. So it's just like a. Who's that? Uh, is my mom gonna bring a passive aggressive turkey? Like, uh, <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna happen? I never thought I would be in this situation of like those Thanksgiving movies where it's just like, oh, someone dissed someone by bringing right. another turkey. Oh wow! But now passive I'm gonna passive aggressive turkey. Yeah, passive aggressive. That turkey. has to be a quote. <laughs> I love but it. I know I'm gonna be making lasagna because I'm usually always making <gasps> lasagna. You make lasagna? Yeah. I can Why cook. can't you make us some? <laughs> <laughs> I I want to learn how to make it, but really? I'm pretty sure not very good at it. But There's, I've um, I mean I've had the frozen ones, but I feel like homemade ones would be much better. They are very delicious. So if you ev- like, if you have some leftover, just. You know. I will try. Usually it's devoured. Oh. <laughs> okay, but can you just make us our own so we can have it on the podcast? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> just I, I, yeah. lasagna. Uh, the I only, can cook. The I only am. homemade one I've had is made out of zucchinis or whatever. Oh, I mean, no, zucchini mama. The lasagna. vegetarian lasagna? Or yeah. Oh, I've done that. It's it's good. I like it. I like yeah, that one too. I, I want traditional. You only want the traditional one? Yeah, I want to be fat. Soft like. and meat. <laughs> uh, yes. And the uh, ricotta cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! My, I'm hungry. Jeez. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I can actually cook. I've been cooking since I was like five. Prove it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I just haven't done it lately because okay. uh, I'm busy. Okay. And I'm uh, right. and usually when I'm home, I'm just uh, like, ugh, I don't want to cook. I'm right. just gonna order something. I but get it. I do like the holidays because it does give me a. Uh, time to like cook and cook for my family i've done um, um i've done roasts i've done um, uh, meatloaf a lot of pastas Me- oh my um, god um, you're speaking and, my language yeah and i don't like i help my mom cook with tamales and stuff like that uh as well um, um so uh, i'm not a good baker Oh yeah, not I'm, not a good a, baker. I'm not a good baker. Either. I cannot bake. I get too frustrated. <laughs> uh, my little brother is an excellent baker, though. Oh, nice! And I usually, when I want something, I'm just like, "Do this, do this," and I annoy him into doing it for me. <laughs> this is my littlest brother. Um, uh, and so like, no, <laughs> the only person who can't cook is my little sister. Aww, <laughs> aww, what a <laughs> She's babby. <laughs> but yeah, that's those are my plans. Nice. What about you, Kristen? So, gobble, I was gobble. just asking Eddie about this the other day. What are we going to do for Thanksgiving? Because Thanksgiving is a Thursday. It's the middle of the week. Generally, we have to be at the shop on Black oh, Friday. that's right. So, we don't really go anywhere. We stay in town. And since his mother moved away, um, we generally go to his uncle's house. And we were just talking about that. Um, like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And um, there is this amazing brunch thanksgiving brunch that i saw the other day that they offer at the queen mary oh wow and oh my gosh they showed pictures of all the food Mm. and oh my goodness it looked amazing it was freaking 95 dollars a person a person or 115 if you wanted champagne oh wow a person maybe if it was a couple i would have like okay it's a special occasion yeah but because I we don't cook anyway, but I was just like something <laughs> new, something. Different, I mean, yeah. I love going to the Queen Mary. 
Yeah, the creamer is amazing. So we're probably going to go <laughs> to his <laughs> uncle's house. But um, there is a turkey trot um, in Torrance that we do. Uh, we've done in the past. A we've done it a couple trot? times. But yeah. it's a 5K Okay. Oh, oh, that okay. happens the morning of Thanksgiving. And, and those 5K races are generally called turkey trots. Okay. okay. Um, so it actually begins <laughs> in the parking lot of Sam's Club. Okay, uh, yes. in Torrance and then does a three mile loop and comes back. Oh, oh okay. you said turkey tr- turkey trot. I thought you, it was like a little parade of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys just <laughs> followed them around. <laughs> and like we're like, you get to live. <laughs> <laughs> it was much cuter in my head. <laughs> That's hilarious. So since I am in the process of training for the LA Marathon, which is not till next March, um, it's kind of like a cool little training thing to do in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I believe it's the Village Runner who sponsors this particular one. They're located in uh, Manhattan Beach. No. Hermosa Beach. No, Redondo Beach. They're one of the in beaches. Redondo Beach. Mm-hmm. One of the and um, they sponsor it every year. And they actually, uh, everyone who signs up gets a free raffle ticket. And they have really cool prizes. So, um, And so what's better before you go stuff your face of a whole bunch of carbs than to actually run three miles? At eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That sounds like that sounds like a recipe for disaster. No, if you're running beforehand, it's gonna be very satisfying once you get to eat. Yeah. Oh, All the cars. I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's before. before. It's yeah. yeah it's oh, I in thought, the morning. I, for some reason I thought after. Oh no mm-hmm. way, Jose. Oh, like wow. Yeah. Oh no. That, that's everywhere. Yeah. That sounds like a yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw that sign at, in front of Sam's, and I was like, what? is that so now i know yes <laughs> i can't you know. believe you guys have never heard of turkey trots before <laughs> no and i'm gonna keep in my head that it's gonna be a little turkey parade <laughs> i like that uh no i'm just uh my aunt uh, is hosting it this year uh she's usually goes to up north uh, i think it's up north bakersfield no that's ventura north. county that's something like that Northwest. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of those weird cities up there that I don't know anything about. She goes to her husband's family, but this time this year they said you host it. So now they're all coming down to Compton, and oh. she's like, "Well, I want some of my family there, so come over." And I'm like, "Cool." And then she's like, "Can your husband cook?" And I was <laughs> like, "Come over." You the cook. real reason, right? So I'm like, "Well, let me ask him," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll cook." And I was like, oh, "Okay." That makes me your helper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun. Uh, usually I uh, buy uh, Boston Market, not Boston Market, uh, Lucille's, their turkey and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't oh. know they did that. Oh, yeah. Um, you can buy the whole thing. I think it's 200 bucks with all the stuff like gravy and mashed potatoes and everything. Really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. including salad. I mean, everything. And then, hmm. uh, or you could just get the turkey for seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, <laughs> and they could uh, uh, cut it for you, or you you could get it whole. I always get it whole because I always like the picture up where people are carving <laughs> the, pu- yeah. the turkey. So we're debating whether to get a turkey and then cooking other stuff or, yeah. or what. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very excited. It seems like a cool thing to do. So, what cultural dishes do you guys have in your family traditions that you add like for me my grandmother would always bring her chile her green chile and we'd put Mm -hmm. it on everything and then also beans my mother had to have beans (laughs) uh at at every um family dinner so my grandmother would bring beans and chile and i feel like there was one more thing but do you guys have anything like cultural that you add like to your thanksgiving meals tamalitos de masa uh, wrapped okay. in um, um in milpa okay yeah that's like it, it's a it's a staple yeah in everything thanksgiving christmas um uh, el uh, de los reyes magos and stuff like uh-huh, that uh-huh. it's uh the, it's a staple okay. and then sometimes um uh, tamales definitely for christmas for thanksgiving sometimes mm-hmm, um uh, mm-hmm. not all the time just because we have a bunch of other food yeah uh but the tamalitos de masa are always there they're always there mm-hmm. interesting well, we didn't really celebrate Thanksgiving growing up. Okay. <clears throat> there mm-hmm. was one time where we tried to order pizza and they were closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but my dad would always bring a turkey from work. So what my mom ended up doing is um, adding it to the mole. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh, oh my God. The best thing about Thanksgiving is afterwards. Yes. When my mom does pan de pollo. Oh, oh so mm. good. Pan de pollo is delicious. Yes. That oh, sounds good, but I've never had that. It's oh. like, it basically, think of like, but you know, like you pan know, de pavo. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Pan de, it would be pan de pavo. And it's just like, she makes this like thick sauce that she stew, that she stews the, the leftover turkey parts. Okay. And like, m- lets them like, stew like for like half the day mm-hmm. and then you make a sandwich like kind oh. of a sandwich but it's oh, like it's great. it's a bolillo uh-huh, uh-huh. what is bolillo in spanish in english i don't uh, know roll roll? Roll? roll yeah yeah it's like Small i guess like baguette. a baguette like yeah. a french, yeah. roll, french roll kind of like yeah. a baguette and it's like you just like you you toast it you cut it open you put lettuce um uh, watercress or the watercress is optional i just really like it mm-hmm. uh cucumbers radishes um, um, pickled uh, pickled onions, no, también. Uh, sometimes. Oh, uh, that's so depends. good. Uh, I love pic- pickled onions. Pickled too. onions, and then you put in the the shredded turkey with the sauce. Mm. Best thing in the fucking world. Oh it is amazing. That sounds good. I've never had. Mm. I've never. I heard hear you talk about pan de pollo, but I've never had it before. Mm-hmm. It's um, really good. I had my first one. It was uh, Frank's brother. His older brother married uh, Salvadorian. Yeah, it's a Salvadorian. It's oh, a Salvadorian okay. thing. Okay. Um, and, uh, and again, it was from my madrina, mm-hmm. uh, who told my mother, like, if you don't know what else to do with this turkey and nobody yeah. finishes it, this is what you do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's uh we had it at one of their get togethers and I was like, oh, What is this? That <laughs> was like super good. You have n- oh my god, mm. just thinking about okay. it. Okay. And I find a uh, is it a staple at Salvo Salvadorian yes. restaurants? Yes, okay. it's a staple. Have to Although check it out. I've been to restaurants, Salvadorian restaurants, and they're not nearly as good as homemade. I'm so sure. Whenever Jen wants to share her <laughs> <laughs> I I would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, and now for Chisme de la Semana. Jen, what do you have for us today? So, this dropped a while ago, but uh, Saladin Ahmed, uh, who is currently writing Miles Morales mm-hmm. and has been writing uh, Miss Marvel, and he, but he originally started writing Black Bolt, is going to be writing uh, Conan for Marvel. And um, uh, Marvel has been reintroducing Conan into their marvel universe Mm -hmm. uh which is the because i believe conan had been under dark horse that sounds familiar yeah Yeah, somewhere around there uh and people are thinking that they are doing conan because there's going to be another conan movie i love conan i i love the old conan i mean i love that arnold schwarzenegger yeah yeah Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, l- I love all those I old feel like movies. I might have seen it mm-hmm. I can't recall it but I used to go to the show all the time at Universal <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that yeah uh-huh. I, d- I didn't know there was a show mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there but yeah I oh I haven't been to Universal Studios in so me long me either yeah but um uh, but he is going to be uh, writing it uh, and Luke Ross is going to be doing the artwork and uh it's it, right now conan i think is in the savage avengers and they have two yes. books out um uh, right now uh the savage sword of conan mm-hmm. uh which is a comic book and some people might remember it being a, a magazine originally mm-hmm. uh with a lot of the artwork or cover art that was done uh by frank Frazetta. yeah, well, the yeah. One, oh, one of the yeah. staples of fantasy mm-hmm. um uh Artwork and so it's uh, a lot of people have been saying that it's really good. Oh, and that really? Savage, that Savage of that Savage Avengers is really good, mm-hmm. um, um, and that the Conan titles are pretty good too. And it's something I've been meaning to read because Conan is like that kind of like sword and sorcery, like yes, um, uh, that uh, genre, genre dragons, yeah, like oh, dragons, oh, yeah. barbarians. Okay, that kind like that. of interests me a little yes. bit. But whenever you s- when you were saying about Conan, I'm like, I'm out. I have no interest whatsoever <laughs> uh-huh. in that. But yeah, I guess that like s- sword, sorcery, dragon. Like uh-huh. I am into that. Yeah, and uh, like uh, the scantily clad sorcerers. Yes, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Like, Frank uh, Frazetta. Yes. Yeah, Frank Frazetta. Oh my God, Frank Frazetta knew how to draw women. Yes, voluptuous women. Yes. He was just a like. I like booty and I will draw it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's what his artwork said, uh-huh. basically. Uh, but it's um, um, 
It's going to be Conan Battle for the Serpent Crown. Ooh. And it's going to come out in February. Um, um, so, like, if you if you want to catch up and stuff like that, uh, Savage Sword of Conan is out in your local comic mm-hmm. shops. There's also just, uh, uh, I think it's Age of Conan. Uh, Belly. Yes, yeah, Belly. Is, yeah. yeah. Which is, um, uh, follows one of, the, I think, one of the villains that he fights. Mm, and uh-huh. just like her up and coming and how she became. Oh, like, a female villain? Yes. Interesting. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, I think, just a regular Conan book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Marvel is also making that um, uh, we have a few people who have you know that I go through these books I take them out of the boxes I put them on the wall I input them into the computer I sell them to customers and not until this very moment did I realize it was a Marvel book yeah I had no (laughs) idea that like you know I was surprised that she that you said it's Marvel I thought it was Dark Horse it was it was Dark Horse they had the rights for a while Mm. but I think the Marvel got it back I don't know when they got it back I Uh, haven't I never realized that it it started becoming a Marvel book yeah and I'm honestly uh, intrigued on why they want they are adding him into like the Marvel universe Mm -hmm. like he's uh, fighting alongside Doctor Strange and stuff like that wow that's really interesting yeah so interesting and I'm not so sure that uh that's interesting kind of way (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's all because Conan has very much been separate Mm -hmm. uh, from those things because he was he was uh, a Marvel book uh, for like way back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Like, oh, okay. yeah. And then like Marvel lost the rights to it, like they did with Star Wars and stuff like that. And then it was like IDW yeah. and Dark Horse doing it. But now they've got the rights back, and so they're going to be like, oh. And this is why people. Jonathan Hickman had a criticism about Marvel, saying that they shouldn't be following uh, Disney executives about or Disney. Um, uh, uh basically like make this or following the lead of disney of only making comics when they're going to be making movies a movie. uh-huh. uh, oh, and i okay. think that's a valid criticism yeah, absolutely. because now people are saying that like oh they're doing conan because they're going to be a conan movie yeah. and, can, and disney he, and marvel himself has let people believe that this is what they're doing yeah uh and stuff like that and um um so maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like Saladin Ahmed, and I want to see his take on this kind of fantasy genre because it's going to be more heavily fantasy than what the him doing and being in Savage Avengers is about. Interesting. Uh-huh. Well, my fantasy is that you bring back gay Hercules and Wolverine. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. Give me that extreme X-Men plotline back. I want to know. You know what's really funny is that when I was growing up, because I saw the Conan movies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies when I was very young on Channel 13 or 7, and um, I thought that that was an actual part of our human history. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and uh, but, you know, then later on I'm like, oh, no, this is completely fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But in the back of my head, I still kind of, I still kind of long for the fact that it was part of human history, uh-huh. like with the magician, not the magicians, uh, the war, war no, not warlocks. Um, Merlin was a wizard. saucer wizard. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, th- that's uh, I still kind of I still kind of I know it's not real, but I kind of still believe it. It's weird. It's <laughs> weird. I mean, it's it, weird. Technically speaking, they most of these things are do speak of historical events that might have happened. Mm-hmm. They're just exaggerated to an extreme. Right. Yeah, uh, right. and it's kind of the only clue we have to um, uh, uh, how those times were. Um, um. But uh, this one uh, specifically, it's funny enough. It's going to be he's going to be facing against Mephisto, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who is again himself a pretty like. Uh, fantasy heavy uh, villain as well, and it's uh, <laughs> and it's actually going to take place in Las Vegas. What oh my god! Yeah. How random. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. uh, here's the synopsis: A far cry from the Hyburian age, Conan will take his relentless strength and savage sword to Las Vegas on an epic quest to find the <laughs> serpent crown of Atlantis. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He's gonna find a crown from Atlantis, which is based in the sea, uh-huh. in the desert. <laughs> I mean, if you're like, if it's like an artifact, then what better place to hide it from than in the place with no water? Okay, okay, okay. You make a point. Now I'm interested. It's in It's gonna be it. like some like decoration in the aquarium at <laughs> Caesar's Palace. 
<laughs> you know, now I'm intrigued because there's so many weird stuff going on in the, just the introduction. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> but it's um, uh, it, that is my chisme de la semana. <laughs> I love it. It was super entertaining. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. What time is it, Kristen? It's La Hora de la, la Cervecita. And today we have with us a beer from, how do you say this? Brewerage West. Brewer. <laughs> it's from, uh, oh, collaboration with, it's a collaboration from, okay, it's some German word. <laughs> um, brewer? Brewerish? Brewerish West. It's that's from San Pedro. Oh, it's in San Pedro. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that's not too far. It's a collaboration <laughs> with Three Chiefs Brewing Company, also, uh, which is also in the South Bay in El Segundo. Um, but this collaboration is called Situation in Sector Nine, or How to Love Zombies When You Absolutely Have to. <laughs> and we're going back to our roots here, ladies. It's a hazy IPA, oh. and it is beautifully balanced with. Uh, between zesty citrus, resin, and mouth-watering peaches. <gasps> peaches? Peaches with a touch of pineapple. Oh, oh, my God, this sounds so good. Smooth, juicy, and flavorful with a killer mouthfeel. I like the name, mouthfeel. <laughs> you can say that this beer is out of this world. It's such a cute name. The can itself is definitely out of this world. So it's ABA 7.0. And um, the art on the can um, is by an artist called Springle Things. And you can find them on Instagram at Springle Things, S-P-R-I-N-G-L-E, Things. Um, And it says, also, almost everything on the label is a sticker. And you can peel it off (gasps) and and stick it on other places. Oh, my God. I thought it was just textured. No. They're they're stickers. Yeah, I really love These this. These are awesome. They're super cute, and it's uh, zombies and spaceships yes. on the stickers. You guys definitely have to take a picture of that. The The situation in six, Sector 9 is such a, a unique, uh, interesting mm-hmm. name. It's very... Um, very creative. It's very evocative of B-movies. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, of old sci-fi movies that they made uh, in like the 50s. Um, and I like that it's local, too. Oh, it mm. smells so good. Oh, it smells amazing. I can smell the pineapple. The peaches are definitely hazy. It has mm-hmm. this hazy. You know what it actually looks like? It's making my mouth water thinking about it. You know when you actually get those little cans of pineapple juice? Oh, yeah. And you, oh, my God. Yeah. Like a, like the, um, uh, the yeah. nectar- nectarine? Yes, yeah. kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so, take a, um, take a sip. This is... God, this smells is actually so good. Um, in uh, this was a beer trade that was gifted to us by um, Compton Eric, aka Perler and Beer, um, from the Mustache Cash Dash podcast. And um, I yeah. just keep smelling it, allowing my mouth to like water. <laughs> I haven't even tasted it yet. I tasted it. It's good. Oh yeah, Ooh. carbonation on point. Mm-hmm. Flavor is off the charts. Mm. Aftertaste nicely bitter. Calm down there, Kristen. It's <laughs> so good. I, I taste... They actually said that there's a touch of pineapple and more peaches, but I actually taste the pineapple more than I taste the peaches. Me too. Um, peaches themselves have a very kind of subtle flavor, and I think they can be easily overpowered by pineapple. Mm. So it could be very true that they put more peach flavor, but mm. the, even the little hint of pineapple. You know, I can kind of taste it. I have to. The, I have to aftertaste. let it sit there for a minute and see if it like mm-hmm. maybe develops after it mm-hmm. has been out for a while. Uh, on initial sip, definitely the pineapple. But now that I'm letting it like kind of linger on my tongue, I get that peaches taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, it's not sweet. It's the taste. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't. It's flavorful. I, I, it's flavorful. Like, and it's so crisp. Um, this is not something I could eat and sip with, but it's definitely amazing. It's super crisp. I I really love it. I love that it's cold. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm with Chris, and I would definitely let it sit to see if there's other um, uh, ta- flavors, flavors that there. will surface um, after being at room temperature. But 
<clears throat> I really love how they highlight this artist on the can. Um, I love mm -hmm. how they let you know that that's the artist. Um, kind of giving uh, props to artists out there, independent mm -hmm. um, illustrators and so forth. I love that it's um, multifunctional um, stickers. Stickers. So I'm sorry, I am, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm loving this beer most definitely. <laughs> it's hitting me, it's hitting me a little hard because I'm also hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, and actually, taking a few sips and then letting it sit in my mouth. I, f I taste the peaches. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The peaches mm -hmm. is very, very strong in my mouth right now after mm -hmm. letting it sit. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of an orange blossom tea that I had where at first it was just like bitter tea. And then later on, after I could taste like the oranges, it was really good. But it's not tea. It's uh, beer, and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I, I'm I'm so glad that um, I didn't drink this before actually sharing it on the podcast. Because <laughs> sometimes, so like, sometimes I'm like, oh man, that looks so good. Criminal. They will never miss it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> most well, of the time we don't um, even know. Yeah, most of the time we don't <laughs> even know. Sarah, how could you? I know, <laughs> I know. I'm all, I'm always. Well, you tried to save us with the trejo, and then you <laughs> got another one. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> then I brought it back. Um. So yeah, are we ready to rate this? Yeah. Yes. So on our scale of one to five, one being an initial, and no, a flaccid, two being initial, three being partial, four being full, and five out of five being rigid, with a six out of five being super saiyan. Where do you rate this? For me, um, I'm going to go full. And I'm going full because I think I could taste absolutely all the flavors because I am i haven't eaten anything or drank anything before this. So I'm feeling all the flavors. Mm -hmm. And it's really crisp. And because I haven't eaten, I'm already feeling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's hitting every aspect of beardom here. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a full. Uh, this is Jen, and I'm also going to give it uh, a 4 out of 5, a full, because uh, I like the taste. Uh, I like how crisp it is, uh, but I feel like we have had better hazy IPAs. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, uh, yes. And like once you have a really good one, it's kind of hard for it to be, but it's, it's, it's pretty close, actually. It's uh, pretty good, and I do like it. I enjoy it. As I'm drinking it, and it's starting to kind of warm up a little bit, the flavors are um, developing and I can taste them a lot more prominently. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, it was super, super cold. And I think that that kind of overshadowed the flavor. So it's actually kind of like changing for me. Mm -hmm. I also give it a full. I really, really like it a lot. The peach and pineapple is mm -hmm. very, very um, good. Um, I generally don't like fruity beers. Um, there's mm -hmm. some that I like, but they have to be done very well. And this is actually a, a fruity beer that is not, um, not like too overpowering like there's some like that that's all you taste and oh, it's yeah. just mm -hmm. it's not beer at that point i might as well be drinking a wine cooler <laughs> um so four out of five um i really like it yes the presentation i think in and of itself i think the presentation is a super saiyan oh to absolutely 100 percent. yeah yes. i mean the art is amazing definitely mm -hmm. follow this artist on instagram and give him your love and so or her i don't know um your love and support sprinkle things mm -hmm. on instagram um and um if you are local to los angeles the both of these uh breweries are in the south bay one in san pedro and the others in el segundo this is a collaboration so it's probably something that might not be seen again but it's worth um, checking out their other stuff as well mm -hmm. yeah and i have to know like who thinks of uh, uh, introducing a beer with pineapple and peach yeah like those mm -hmm. combinations i mean uh, pineapple and orange juice i get but pineapple mm -hmm. and peach that's such a w weird pairing mm -hmm. but it's well executed it works yeah, yeah. yeah. it works and it's like uh, they probably used yellow peaches for it too mm. and Ooh, so i didn't even think about that yeah um, uh, so th I, that makes, uh, that makes it, I think that makes them go well, much more, um, uh, well together. It'd be more interesting if 
they would what if they had used white peaches mm. with the pineapple i think that one that would make an interesting flavor profile um, um but i enjoyed it it's pretty good yeah uh, so also. it was a four out of five all around yeah excellent Right, and we are reviewing an awesome book today. What are we reviewing today, Kristen? Well, today we have with us a beautiful hardcover um, published by um, Lion Forge, their Roar imprint, which is their, it's like their YA, YA mm-hmm. imprint. Um, and it is a book called Water Snakes by Tony Sandoval. And we have mentioned this book before because it, it was actually nominated for an Eisner Award. Yes. In oh, wow. YA. And Tony himself is a three-time Eisner Award-nominated writer and artist. He is the writer and artist of this book. Um, he was nominated for Doom Boy, mm-hmm. A Glance Backwards, and Rendezvous in Phoenix. Um, the book itself, is uh, Water Snakes, is about Mila, who is a solitary teenager ready to put another boring summer vacation behind her until she meets Agnes an adventurous girl who turns out to be a ghost and not just a regular ghost but one carrying the essence of an ancient fallen king and a mouthful of teeth that used to be his guardian warriors well i'm glad i didn't read the back before i read the story because i was surprised by all the things that happened during the story mm-hmm. um, and i loved it loved the heck out of it the uh who did the illustrations he did he did he yeah. did tony he did sandoval it. and he's a mexican creator yeah well mm-hmm. and so this book is heavily heavily fantasy yes oh, uh yes. especially yes. specifically dark fantasy mm-hmm. like along mm-hmm. the lines like when you think like uh, so if something uh guillermo del toro would write yes, or yes. it reminds is... me of Coraline a little bit Coraline, yes. a little bit yeah. Coraline. Coraline, pan's labyrinth kind yes, of thing going pan's on. labyrinth yes. oh, going yeah. right there and it's just it's good i love this book i've always been a fan of fantasy uh-huh. um, um but this hit all the marks that were that are definitely there it falling like falling king from a different um uh, uh kingdom like kind of an earth versus sea thing going on as well and just uh i really enjoyed the artwork for it too the uh, art is freaking amazing yeah the art mm-hmm. was it blew my mind plus i really love kind of like i felt like a little queer relationship between yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i and i i liked it and i liked yeah. the execution of it yes and and i when they people used to ask me what do you like what is, what is the thing you look for in a person before you're attracted to them and i'm like teeth so this was really like, yeah it was totally geared, geared toward oh me especially my God. so you understood it I, yeah. yeah so especially when the character mila um she is entranced by by uh agnes's smile yes and yeah. there's a point where she, she started is dreaming. like can i touch him yeah and <laughs> yeah. she um sort of the drawing or the painting is where she actually puts her hands on the teeth and is like caressing me- them, caressing them yeah. and melting into them and mm-hmm. i thought oh my god that's like my life right there uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like and it was so i mean it felt so soft and so tender mm-hmm. uh-huh. that moment i just uh, yes. i really loved it okay um so the artwork itself is very kind of very spindly mm-hmm. uh, because yes, of how it is. yes uh-huh. uh and it's just and that gives it a very nice um uh, kind of like dream-esque quality Mm -hmm. which is a theme that goes on because a lot of what happens is takes place in mila's dreams right as well um um, but that while i don't understand the tea thing (laughs) i do understand the hyper fixation okay on an aspect of somebody Mm -hmm. because uh when i was like when i didn't know i was attracted to girls and stuff like that uh there was there is like specific things that i am like kind of attracted to uh and the first girl that i really noticed it with it was the curve of her neck oh uh like right there and it's just like it's something that i really like Mm -hmm. and it's just like how hairful with the necklace and stuff like that it is the curve of the neck so i kind of understand that hyper fixation is because that's the first thing i noticed and then like then leads to other thoughts and stuff like that <laughs> but that is that is a part that i have always really appreciated about women is 
the curve of the neck. Um, uh, so I understand her hyperfixation mm-hmm. on teeth and how that is. Um, um, it, in, in, when I used to question it and be like, uh, like, why would I hyperfixate on these aspects on other young girls? Because like, oh, maybe it's because uh, like her hair looks really nice and stuff like that. And I would like write it off for other reasons. And then I was just like, no, I'm gay. Later <laughs> 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 on, I realized, no, I'm gay. I, I'm gay and it looks really, really nice. <laughs> so I, I really like that because that's it's a, it's an aspect that hyperfixation on some on something or on somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something I think that we all experience. There's a favorite part of the body I think we all have. Um, um, and this is like her exploring it because there's like Agnes asks her like she was just so like oh like are you into girls and then she's like no. Or I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, and that's very true. I think yes. for a lot of young girls is like, um, uh, there's appreciation, uh, and like, and the appreciation, envy, and then sexuality all mixed up into it, and you don't know what it is. You got to figure it out, um, uh, kind yeah. of thing. Because that even, even here, uh, in the book, towards uh, somewhere towards the end, she was just like. The first thing I noticed was the teeth, and I want them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they could be a clue because even uh, there's there's a bit towards the end that leaves it open ended that her attraction to Agnes was genuine as well, mm-hmm. not just a hyperfixation on her teeth mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um. um and uh, and I really appreciated that because he could have easily written it off. I don't want to spoil what happens, right, but it could have right, been easily right. rewrit- written off. Um. Uh, as just a like, no, it was something else, right. kind of thing. But uh, how he ends the book is just a like, no, uh, Agnes. Like there was something about Agnes herself too that she that she was attracted to as yeah, well. Yeah, um, uh, that's the bi experience. <laughs> 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 um, um, but it's uh, I I really like those small tidbits because they felt real and true as well. Not just to like queer experience, but also just to like young romance mm. and um, uh, trying to figure out uh, what it is. A lot of the stuff that uh, like a lot of romance and what it is that I found attractive. I didn't figure out till after high school and I was in college and stuff like that because then I was allowed the opportunity to explore my sexuality and not be like, oh, or I don't know, this is like just a thing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I feel like this is how most teenagers figure out what it is that they're attracted to. I, that's definitely mm-hmm. valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved this whole story and the imagery and the art. I loved um, the relationship between Agnes and her brother. Uh, I mm-hmm. love how the adults are written into the story. Where they're yeah. not, they're there, mm-hmm. and they don't, they're not like side characters, but they blend into the story as well. Like uh-huh. there's something about that relationship with their kids that comes out in the story, which I like. Um, the <clears throat> I wouldn't say cliffhanger, but the um, open uh, ending. The open ending mm-hmm. is uh, something that I really loved. Oh yeah! Uh, overall, the book um, was just amazing, and to know that it was written and drawn by the the one person, I'm like, wow! How much talent do they have to have executed such a a beautiful piece of art? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that <laughs> um, this is actually a translation of a European graphic novel. What? Mm. Yes. So he, um, it was originally published in France in 2014. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess um, I'm reading a, an article. I guess Lion Forge has been doing that a lot and taking graphic novels from um, like European countries and uh, having creators translate them and reimagine them and, okay. mm-hmm. and do the art and stuff. So this um, this was, like I said, originally published in 2014. Um, and so, but I mean, honestly, the original story is, is can't he can't take credit for it, but the freaking art itself is mm-hmm. just like amazing. Mm-hmm. And I loved every bit of it and honestly i got the feeling uh as i was reading it as i mean the story itself is like fantasy fantastical like what Mm -hmm. the hell am i reading but because it's just like i mean 
ghosts are the teeth and all this mm-hmm. other stuff but it's just like i couldn't not get into it it was just so amazing uh mm-hmm. and the art was just so cool it was so enrapturing yes mm-hmm. yes so i um i totally 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 as i was reading it just there's some books when i'm reading books i'm like okay like i'm powering through whatever it's all right it's good i enjoyed it i was entertained mm-hmm. but this one i was like overwhelmed with how amazing it looked and the story just being like uh crazy but like in a cool interesting enthralling way oh yeah yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. very fairy tale-esque for me yes 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 like i really love that um it just um i don't know like a dream like a dream yeah and the dreams play a heavy role in this book i kind of want to see how much he interpreted yes. i kind of want to see the french comic as well yeah. yes because there are some aspects of it that i i found were very unique because i this you don't get a specific time arrow for this mm-hmm. but it feels like it either takes place in um, um in like 50s america mm. oh. or um uh, in the um uh, what you call it off a coast of uh, some unknown um uh, like beachside city mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. that could be either in the Amer- that somewhere in the americas mm-hmm. um because uh, it it definitely had that feeling when they would talk about like the ancient ruins and stuff like that the stuff that's like like obviously very old and stuff like that and even then like when they showed the ruins and stuff like that um I didn't get like a European vibe from them. No, mm-hmm. they were, and then that's when his interpretation takes yeah, effect yeah. and stuff like that. So I kind of want to see how uh, how that French comic was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was their artwork and stuff like that? Uh, and it's he obviously did a very good job if he was uh, nominated for an Eisner. Yes. much more. Yes. <laughs> much more so than uh, the than the <laughs> French. <congressional laughs> and I have to say. There was real aspects of horror in it that, like, as I was reading it, I felt, like, creeped the F out. Uh (laughs) Most definitely. Absolutely agree with that. And and it's it's very funny how easily sci-fi, fantasy, and horror cross over into each other. And this was very heavily into the fantasy and horror. Mm -hmm. Much more fantasy, but there was aspects. There was a specific scene where Agnes says that um, um, her teeth whispered to her. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was, like, could you... Very creepy. It just gave me the chills uh-huh. thinking about that. Yeah, and then she <laughs> then they ask her to uh, if they can like leave, and uh, and she says yes. And there's a specific yes, yes. That her teeth are leaving, leaving her. her. Yeah, yeah. And then and but we don't get to see how her mouth looks like mm-hmm. later on yeah. in the book. We get to see that, and that shit is some nightmare fuel. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's really good. There's also some dead wolves that appear, and uh, the artwork for them was yeah. incredible, super creepy. Um, uh, but it was just it was really really good. Yeah. And so again, that aspect of horror and fantasy mm-hmm. mixed very very well together. I definitely think this could go on our uh, Halloween display because yeah. it's very very creepy, and uh, mm-hmm. I th- I think that it would be right at home with some of the other books that are. <laughs> that yeah, are up I there. mean the aspect of the teeth reminds me of uh, the Tooth Fairy movie that Guillermo del Toro made, mm-hmm. where Katie Holmes was. Uh, I think she was the main character in the movie. Um, that was really creepy. I, d- I never thought that there could be a Tooth Fairy horror movie. As a, I mean, <laughs> the story in it of the Tooth Fairy in and of itself without the cutesy leaving the money and stuff is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I used to have um, nightmares as a kid that um, my teeth would fall out. Mm-hmm. And that wow. like my like my family... Uh, family members teeth would fall out and i don't know what that means or why i or where that idea even came from but i remember as a kid them being nightmares uh-huh. so um funny how uh both of our <laughs> <laughs> our um, perspectives on teeth are so different but um i definitely definitely as i was reading it was just like each page turn i was like more and more into it and more and more mm-hmm. impressed with it yeah you know the size of the book i took it on a trip where i wasn't driving thank god 
And uh, so I was like, I can, I can read this the whole trip. It was so good. I finished it within the beginning of the trip. I'm yeah. Like, oh, nice. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't expect it to be so good that I just powered through the whole thing. It was just, I mean, I just kept wanting to turn the page. It was just so amazing. Yeah. It was it it was really really good and um um speaking about the tea thing it's it's really funny because i grew up with like a lot of fantasy stories and stuff like that and my mom would tell me from her like her own book like mm. of spanish fables yeah but also from stories that she grew up with in guatemala and stuff like that and uh but just like kind of one of those i never liked the idea of the tooth fairy yeah as well um um uh but now just remembering uh that scene where she uh where uh mila is uh, like f- like fixated on her teeth and like she is like licking into them that was actually very like i when i thought about it they actually made that very attractive mm-hmm. like i could almost feel her attraction to the teeth mm-hmm. as well um, um but uh but no uh, about the tooth fairy is that one of the rules in kind of like uh fairy tales and stuff like that is don't give any part of yourself over mm-hmm. to the fate and that includes like body parts yeah. hair uh eyelashes or blood yeah. or in this case teeth and so the fact that people were willingly giving their teeth away yeah, yeah. to a fae creature yeah i was just like fuck that noise i mean <laughs> in my mind i just picture this little fairy with this huge mountain of teeth. Like, now, mm-hmm. how grotesque and horrific is that, honestly? Mm-hmm. And for a child to, I mean, uh, most children don't see past the fact that they get money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never understood it, especially when I would go to school and people would be like, I lost my tooth and I gained a dollar. And I'd be like, you sold your tooth for a dollar? <laughs> for a dollar. You could be having some witchcraft done on you right now. For a dollar. For a dollar. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, sometimes, like, I, like... Uh, blot my lipstick uh-huh. and then i'm like sometimes sometimes i double think do i throw this in the trash because you know witchcraft oh. <laughs> 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 sometimes not all the time but sometimes. and also if you are a mass murderer um people be digging through the trash these days to catch your ass so oh, uh, yeah. be careful <laughs> <laughs> but uh no yeah that's that's um um that's what i kept thinking about i think mean, that was really cool like if you just think it like your teeth are little warriors yeah <laughs> yeah but um um it was a uh, yeah it was it was really really good i also didn't read the back matter for it i actually oh, um, uh, uh-huh. i had been looking at the eisner nominations when i ordered this mm-hmm. book and i saw it and then i saw the cover artwork and i was just all like water snakes even the name itself doesn't really make sense there might be some yeah. french thing yeah. that it could allude to i wonder what water snakes in french is may might make more sense mm-hmm. um um there's a mention about uh mila's hair right yeah like water snakes yeah uh, mm-hmm in the water um um, so there's that but it's just the image itself was so compelling that it was just like i'm gonna order it yeah and hopefully it will sell (laughs) (laughs) but it turns out we picked it up for reviewing (laughs) but it's i highly recommend yes i also highly recommend it Mm -hmm. excellent so are we ready to rate it yes yes well i'm gonna give it tres conchas and a cup of champurrado because i really really enjoyed this and it really spoke to me um, mm-hmm. in another level. So, yes, that's my rating. Uh, kudos to Lion Forge for yeah. they're just like really going out yeah. there because they they have uh, translated a lot of stuff. And they've also um, uh, taken on a lot of creators mm-hmm. of color and not even not just U.S., but also out of like out of the U.S. in from uh, Argentina, from Brazil, from France, from Italy, like they're really determined mm-hmm. to get a voice out there, and this one was really good. And I, w- I agree with Sarah. I'm gonna give it tres conchas in a cup of champurrado. So this is Kristen, and I, um, I really loved it. I was. Um, kind of amazed at how much I loved it. And uh, I love that it is a, a creator who both wrote and drew it. His style is really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in just the things that I've read about him, apparently his style um, is kind of um, 
unique to him mm-hmm. but is um consistent so it really makes oh, me yeah. interested in reading uh, uh some works. of his other works yeah. that were also eisner o- yeah, nominated so i mean he's mm-hmm. a he's a pretty good at what he does yeah so um i also give it uh three conchas and a cup of champurado um i highly recommend it uh it's available um it when we got it it was available through diamonds and that means your local comic shop should be able to um order it for you but it's uh highly 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 recommended Mm -hmm. and now it's time for on my radar so on my radar this week is a book by Vault Comics. It is a book called... I know which one you're talking about. Money Shot. Yes! <laughs> oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I've been seeing that. Have I'm like, you? Yes. Well, we sold out. I was so mad because I wanted to take one mm-hmm. and to read it, and I forgot, and we sold out the first day. Um, it is already in second printing. There's You can't wow. buy the first printing from Diamond anymore. What? And Vault Comics has been, honestly, hitting them out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are the... Um, are, are they also the ones who do Second Coming? Uh, that's either... Or is that Ahoy? No, that's Ahoy. Okay, that's Ahoy. Okay. All right. I was going to say it's either Scout, Vault, or Ahoy. Okay, yeah. so... Um, but there is another Vault one that um, I read that I can't remember now, but I Vault is a very small independent publishing company, and um, we generally don't order that much from them, but Eddie has been ordering um, a little bit more, and this money shot was um, definitely uh, a hit with the the um with the customer so the writer is tim seeley and um it's written with a woman uh, her name is sarah Beatty, and the artist is rebecca isaacs and the colorist is kurt michael russell and letterer is crank i guess that's a, a mm-hmm. company that does lettering so sex sells even in the future and alien porn is the way to go when you need some cash. Okay. <laughs> so this book is about a group of scientists who are exploring unconventional ways to fund space travel and their research programs. Oh and so God. what they do is they set up live web webcams having sex with the aliens oh to raise money my. so that they can fund their research. Oh, wow. my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. On Twitter, this is what like I saw when we got it in, and uh-huh. I was just like, and I thought it was like a photography thing, like Hollywood oh, book, because yeah. that's yeah. what it is. Because money shot. Yeah, yeah. What's the money shot? The money shot is like, like. Oh, you're so naive. I know. <laughs> I, know. I was like, Kristen, Look, should you tell her or should I? I? <laughs> I think you so. should. Do, I think you should do uh. it. So I th- I was thinking Hollywood. Okay. okay? okay. <laughs> the money shot is. But. The end of the porn sequence <laughs> when the orgasm actually happens. That makes sense. <laughs> and it's usually when How do the I not ma- know this? It's usually on the face or in the mouth. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. I, how do Children, I not know close this? your ears. <laughs> <laughs> how do I not know this? Because I watch porn, so I didn't know it was called the money shot. Uh, I mean, whoever makes it to the end of the porno anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. but, um, uh, but how they pitched it on Twitter was that it was... Um, uh, Big Bang Theory, if it actually reflected how nerds are. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so that's what I was just like, what? And so it was just like they were saying like nerds having sex and stuff like that, and like <laughs> fe- like featuring LGBTQ uh, characters and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. The entire synopsis that you have just given me is the opposite of that, right. and it's so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. I was just so like, why are you going to lie to me like that? You could have just said it was that. <laughs> Alien porno so, in the future. Interplanetary porn is the theme of this comic. And it has gained some buzz. So much so we sold out the first day and Diamond sold out the, the first couple of days. And it's gone to second printing. So that means that um, the number one will be re-released in November. Okay. And it would be available in your comic shop. So if you're interested in reading the book, contact your LCS and let them know that you want um, to add Money Shot to your pool or that you're interested in buying it so they know that they should order it coming Mm. in the future. Interesting. You know, I saw it on my feed, but I was like, oh, wait, does it 
really money shot um that's kind of <laughs> risky <laughs> and, um, but now that you gave us a synopsis i'm very excited for it <laughs> yep and now it's time for juntos y fuertes juntos y fuertes today i am talking to you about a web series all about all about all about black nerds it is um, a web series called Blurds, and I don't think it has anything to do with, because um, there's also a podcast, I think, called um, Blurds. Hmm. It sounds familiar. But anyway, it's um, a TV web series set in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, and also a film about black nerds directed by local film director to Tulsa, Hank Bird. Um, and, um, he also, uh, did something called In the Thick Conversations from the Plus Side of Life, and he's a screenwriter and film director of As We Lay, um, and other films. So, um, it's all about Blurds, um, it's web-based 10-episode comedy drama that follows the realistic and fantastical, funny and touching lives of Charlie, uh, played by Aaron Michael King, who's a hopeless romantic and dreamer. Ty, played by Buddy Rodriguez, the family man still trying to hold on to his nerd identity. <laughs> a- and I don't know how to pronounce this name. Lond- Londis. It's like a very unique name that I don't want to mess up. But let me just spell it for you. It's L-O-N-D-I-S-I-S-I-Z-W-E. Londisizwe Agbara. <laughs> He's the lifelong bachelor and jack of all trades. Nice. So life becomes real when two of these longtime friends find themselves victims of corporate downsizing from an advertising firm. Oh. And they pull their resources together to start an independent comic book company yes. in Charlie's apartment. And then their <laughs> friends join them and... Um, wackiness ensues so in each episode blurds b-l-e-r-d-s which is a conglomeration of black nerds put together um, follows the lives of these close friends who not only had a hard time navigating their teens but just like high school each one is trying like hell to survive and make sense of their adulthood filled with the added responsibilities of parenthood marriage finances and making the tough decision to either set aside their dreams in order to conform and grow up and get a real job or or follow their dreams at all costs. So um, it's uh, uh, online. Let's see. Um, It says it's a 10-series webisode. Um, It doesn't actually have... I was looking for a website, but I'm thinking that you could probably find it by just searching blurs. Um, Because this article didn't share... A website. There was this article. Actually, I guess there's a, a little short movie too um, that debuted a while back in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and um, I guess from the popularity of the webisode. So um, I guess if you can check it out on Google, you'll be able to find it. But um, I think it's really important to remember and highlight that um, there are. There are geeks and nerds and fandoms of all um, cultures and ethnicities and uh, races and um, a web web series highlighting black nerds um, is, I feel like, super uh, cool and interesting and important for representation. So check it out and we'll try and find a link so that we can um, link it up to you on our Facebook when we when we uh, post this episode. Uh, yes, um, they're actually on YouTube. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, you, the way you described it, that's like me, but not black. <laughs> 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 Trying to navigate my nerd lifestyle with, you know, the the hardships of adulthood. Yes. So um, I'm in. Um, I have a few series that I watch um, on online. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Black Girl in a Big Dress. Yes, I love that one. Uh, Sorry for Your Loss is another one. Oh, yes. Sorry for Your Loss, written by Emma Stegelmeyer, the writer of Quince. Exactly. So um, there's a a lot of good stuff out there um, now on the web instead of regular streaming services and regular TV. So I'm actually looking forward to this. I I think I saw a bunch of episodes, so I'm ready to... Cool. Nice. I'm ready to, uh, what is it, binge this. All right, guys, it's now time for saludos. And saludos goes out this time around to Jandro Gamboa. The luchador number four is printed and ready for purchase. 
The cover looks amazing as fuck. Have you guys seen the cover to the to the I, have I don't think oh, so. Oh, it looks so good. I don't know if it's I think it's a different cover artist, but I don't know if the inside of the comic has changed artist either uh too. Well, he said <coughs> he did get a new artist because Bernice she was, was busy. busy. Yeah. Um well, just side note, he actually sent us a copy of 3. I have it at home on a pile of stuff. <laughs> and he told me he also has four to send us as well. Oh, wait, so I can't wait. Nice. I mean, if you can, you know, hook that up because yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. Um, you can find the comics on www.labishka-inc.com. Labishka Inc. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow Handro Gamboa at uh, Justice is Do It Yourself Does. Justice is DIY. Um, he's re- he was recently at Kale and he had those issues available, but that was October 19th. And uh, so keep an eye out on future events. Follow him on Instagram so that way you can be able to purchase uh, issue number four. Uh, that he has out now for sale. Nice. So, saludos, Andro Gamboa. Thank you so much for being our beer pimp because we truly <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> okay, that brings us to the end of this episode. Where can they find us, guys? You can always find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres and you can also DM us as well. Please keep it PG. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you had to say that, but that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, You can email us directly at comadresycomics at gmail.com. Oh my God, I think I'm blushing just thinking about that. (laughs) Um, Or uh, you can follow us on Snapchat at Comadres y Comics. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.